Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manam Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Dubuque, with my spectacular, stupendous co-host, Becca Schoenborn. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Don't you love the fact that every time we do this, when we, we record them back to back, you introduce me the first time, you don't say any nice things, and then I come back. Every time. I know. I love bringing this up. This is my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes, this podcast of like the things. That's because the first one is before I get to drink any coffee. My That's true. The first one yet. we don't get to go as much, so like we're a little more lively yeah. in the second. One. I mean, That's we can sure. switch if you want to do start doing the first one. No, because you usually are a little more lively than I am in the first one, I and then you. I take over the second one. I've started to learn that as of uh, as of us recording this. So that's just my that's just my little tidbit for the day. Sorry for being a bad co-host friend. <laughs> You're great. Thank you. I do appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, well, well, this uh, episode is. Sponsored by the Dunn County Historical Society, who has Wakanda Wonderland on December 9th from 12 to 7 p.m., which you are always a part of every year. Yeah. This is a fun event that we, well, that I'm a part of, yeah. but that we do love. It is very fun. Yeah, this is the it's gotten, third like, year. Last year was huge. Yeah, it's an event that like really, really blew up really quick. Yeah, I love going to decorate. I've always gone to decorate the trees that we've sponsored by myself which is one of my favorite things i know something about something about going outside and decorating a tree alone (laughs) so like therapeutic and And it's been and it's now it's like two years i'm pretty sure it snowed both years either the the first year was insane because the night before it snowed so bad that that we got called really windy it was insane we got so like again first year hiccups of not knowing what you're doing if you haven't gone to it there's a bunch of like uh, christmas trees outside and different organizations and businesses sponsor a tree and then they decorate it and so during the wakanda wonderland you can walk through and see all the cute lit up trees and some people put a lot of work into them it's super clever but yeah it's always like a. but that first year we had to like i remember getting a message that morning of like oh we need people at the museum 25 of the 50 trees are down because like we just weren't expecting like mm-hmm. eight inches of snow and a full-blown blizzard the night before that we were unprepared for. So uh, we are now better prepared for how to keep these trees standing during a blizzard yeah. like that because we don't want to do that again because that was wild. But every year it does that. But I remember like, I know there's something about decorating the, I don't know what it is, but there's a weird thing with decorating the trees outside by yourself or like, and then there's usually somebody decorating theirs yeah. at the same time. And you're like, this is such a weird Last little concept. Last time I came concept. and they were um, doing like all the mic testing for the DJ or whoever was there. Yeah. So it was just like a 10 seconds of different holiday music sure. back to back. And I was like, wow, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas out here. But so yeah, last year the, I remember decorating my tree in a lot of snow. So did I. Like yeah. it had snowed prior to it. And yep. It was anyways. Yeah. And the trees do stay up until uh, the first of the year, too. So just so everybody Ooh. knows that. But again, the Wakanda Wonderland is a community gathering featuring decorated holiday trees created by local businesses and community groups. Perfect for a family outing located at the East Lawn of the Rossbach Heritage Museum in Menominee's Wakanda Park. The adventure, the event will feature tree viewing, bonfires, food and beverages, horse drawn wagon rides and silhouette artists, plus an artisan market inside. Um and probably Santa and reindeer yeah. and all the things. Christmas. Right. We explode the museum with we, Christmas. I love that we describe things as an artisan market, but it really is just go buy knickknacks from go people you know. Go buy knickknacks. It's Christmas time. There's cute little themed knickknacks. Everybody, I mean, not everybody. And a likes huge bake sale. But which I know sounds I so awful, but a good no, bake sale because it's all well done stuff. I have been saying for years that there's not a 
bakery in this town and it's well that's true it's uh, that is one of the things that i think i wish we had the most in this town is a really good bakery bakery yes that did everything not just like we have some a couple specialty shops scatterbrain amazing yeah but scatterbrain times a hundred yeah i was spoiled working at a a little bakery not little big bakery in appleton for so long that i just I miss the bread. <laughs> oh, I dream I about the, the artisan bread. Oh my god, mm. artisan fresh bread. <laughs> that's why when oh I go places in a small, that's like, like almost like the first thing I look up is of like a, a record store and then a bakery. Yeah. Those are like my two main ones that I'm like, these are the I need these things. Right. Because I can't get them in did, my town. Did I? Oh no, I did. I don't think I did. Uh, I had had I gone to Ashland last time we recorded yet? I don't remember. I can't remember if I talked about it. They had a great bakery in Ashland. Um, we should introduce our guest because I feel like you were you have been up to the North Shore a lot in the last year. Um, you could participate in this. Uh, today we're joined by uh, Amber Kirsting of Farmer to Farmer, among many other things. A Renaissance woman. <laughs> yeah, well known in the community for all sorts of all the things. I know we plugged you on the last episode with Jeff and Marie, <laughs> when we were talking about why we started the podcast. I'm like. And Jeff was like, oh, yeah, there's just so many fun people in this little town. I'm like, yes, we have Amber on next, who is one of those people that like like embody why we started the podcast of just this person who does all these things and is known throughout town for doing all the things. So Being involved, doing cool stuff. But, yeah, I w- traveled up to Ashland. I did the, – the boys went on a disc golfing day trip. They always do in the fall up there. And I um, took a solo day trip to Ashland and – Went to my favorite coffee shop, Black Cat Coffee House. Yes, that's been. a great spot. Bought another sweater. I already had a sweatshirt from there, and I bought a second one that's almost identical in a different color because I just I love that place. And there's a bakery across the street, which is what I was getting at. Yes. And because it was it was Apple Fest weekend in Bayfield, so it was you know apple season, and I got so many good apple treats. Oh my gosh, like these little apple shortbread cookies with icing on them. We got like a little apple tart. Mm. Uh, Are you good? Yeah, I just needed <laughs> to get that out of my system. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called, Ashland Baking <laughs> Company or something like that. But I stuck my feet in the lake. It was great. Yeah, the lake was warmer than the air when I was there. Oh, which I bet. Is, it's it's interesting going up there in the fall because usually the lake is freezing. No, the not in the fall. But that's uh, yeah, usually the best the fall, time. The lake I was is. like, oh wow. It's warmer than mm-hmm. outside. I've been up there a few times, like in July, and you think that the lake it would be warm. It is 100% not. It's actually dreadful. But then, like, the one time I was up there in late August, like, you could fully swim in that lake. Because I don't know if it just fits just the right mm-hmm. temperature for, like, a couple weeks span. It must be, yeah. Of, like, wow, the lake actually works right now, which is weird that it's so late in the year. And you're yeah. like, oh, I can actually, like, put my body into this and not die. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, welcome to our show. <laughs> Thanks for feel free I to know jump in. At yeah, any feel point. free. We're just gonna no, keep no, chit chatting. No, keep talking about bread. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do like, that for a long yes. time. Uh, but I know that you like to travel up to the North Shore. I believe, don't you? I do. Got a favorite spot? That's not a secret spot that you don't mm. want to share. Mm. Um, I feel I've like really everybody been, has I've their liking, little secret um, spots. Going up to Eagle Mountain lately. Mm. Although the last few times we've been, it's it's been so foggy. It's the highest point in Minnesota, which okay. is also higher than the highest point in Wisconsin. Oh, I, I mean, not what? to not to stoke the state state yeah. rivalry, exactly. but um, oh, you but did. yeah. So we <laughs> <laughs> hike up to the top there, and the view is incredible. Yeah. Except that um, usually when I go, it's very foggy, so no. I get up there and see five feet, five yeah. feet. really beautiful <laughs> fog. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but, Dang it. but still That's it's worth the hike yeah i haven't been uh, i haven't been to that part of the north shore yeah I've, I've, never been, I've never been that i've always never been that far north of minnesota no, really me either i've been up to like um so far away is it gooseberry falls is that one on the lake what yeah, is that gooseberry one up there falls is super pretty yeah but usually we go the other way to the up that's like our yeah. that's my my preferred way to go to lake superior now is up in the up yeah that's special but it's always cold up there. I've yet to find warm water when I've been in that part of the lake. Yeah, when I was at the UP this summer, I mean, my kids were in the water pretty much. Mm-hmm. But no, I was not going in there. It was yeah, too cold. Chilly. Gross. Yeah, wow. Anyways, how did <laughs> we get here? I don't know. We're going. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm on one today, I guess. <laughs> um, well, uh, well we, pl- we, we built you up, Amber, as the person who does all these things. So so now you have to so deliver. I sh- so I should also run a, a podcast? Yeah, yeah, run a podcast. <laughs> we could use a bakery based off what we said. Yeah, so if so you want right. to start a bakery. Okay. I mean, you, you, were, call, you were a owner of, uh, of uh, the cafe when it was in town. Oh, so we true. know. That I didn't know that. True. I did. Oh, I loved that place. I just thought of it the other day because I saw your uh, cohort uh, the other night. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Remember when the cafe was yeah. downtown? Yeah. Oh. I had a cat cafe for a little while with Carlin and sold yak meat. Through the pandemic, oh, for that's a while. right. You and your little farmer store. Oh my god, that yak meat! I miss so much. By the way, I would literally think of it. I made the one <laughs> time I made, I bought the yak stew meat from you, and I made like a carrot, like oh my god, stew out of it. Ruined Man, do your life. I miss it? It was so good, and mm. I think of it once in a while. I'm just like, oh, I miss that. Can you still buy it anywhere? Yeah, Most can of the you? yaks are alive right now. Yeah, so I was just going to say, you, you can't can, really find it. You can look at them, but they're <laughs> yeah. not as delicious that way. <laughs> they're not. God, that yak. I, where, where else could you find That's why I loved it, because where else could you find that in mm-hmm. Menominee at all? But yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I forgot about that little story. It was cute. Yeah, it was really yeah. cute. It was. If you say yes to stuff, you end up <laughs> getting to do a lot of weird things in this <laughs> town. If that's not the story of our lives. Yeah, I know. It's oh so God, true. It's the same thing. You say you yes to one thing and suddenly you're like, how did I get here? How did I get involved in all of this? <laughs> and you said the lake too, because are you on the, which, are you on the Tainter, how do you say that it? Is, well, the Tainter Minoman Lake Improvement Association uh-huh. actually sunsetted. Um, and, oh, okay. And that, that went out um, for now, but I do work with the lake students who come in the summer. Oh, um, yeah. And it's yeah, cool I still project. live on the lake, so mm-hmm. I'm still still watching all the nutrient loads and mm-hmm. keeping an eye on everything. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Could you give us a little more detail on that? Because I know the lake is always a thing. It's always yeah. a thing in Menominee. Well, it's it's interesting now because there is a lake district. You guys mm-hmm. know that was uh, that was passed and formed. So they're still really in the in the formative stages. But but it's so cool to see people who have a lot of passion about the lake, and that's something that that has never changed around here. Like there mm-hmm. people have been working on this issue for ages under different headings and in, in various directions. And really there's, um, there's a, a giant stack of, of paperwork that outlines the, um, the goals for the inputs coming in, all of the nutrients that come into the lake. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it turn green. Yep. Um, but a lot of it is legacy phosphorus that's been in the soil for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, basically none of this is going to be a quick fix, Right. but, getting people to care about the lake and do things on the lake and show up and talk about it is is a big piece of it Mm -hmm. it's a great first step i think that is the the part that a lot of people have trouble with is that everybody wants it to be a quick fix but it really is like a years and years and years long process that involves so many people and and everybody who has access to the watershed 
farther north of us and like it is such a big such a bigger problem than just Lake Monoman that like really it's going to take dedicated people and for it, and it's it's so years. interesting too looking at the way the the town is built facing away from the lake when the lake was was work you know you didn't want to look out your right yeah, out your window yeah and on see all the logs and all <laughs> yeah. the things that's yeah. so yeah, true all of the blue collar stuff and so the idea that that the shift is that it's this beautiful resource that we're built mm-hmm. around is is fantastic and right. i think that a slow turning <laughs> of everybody towards that is mm-hmm. has the potential to be really powerful yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting i never thought about it that way because yeah, yeah if you like i know somebody who lives on lake Monoman, and there really are only a handful of houses that are actually lakefront on the lake that's most of it is totally why it was because yeah, it that's just wasn't interesting. i that never thought it, about it like that because now we think of the lake as fun it was not fun 100 no. years ago this was what you did as job yeah. <laughs> and that is what you were supposed to do but yeah that's the struggle with stuff like that is like we I, and you both nonprofit people is the fact that like i always like try to hone people in on especially here at the museum when i'm on the board is like it's okay to do things and i know it sucks that you might not see the end of it mm-hmm. and that's a really hard mentality to get people in is like you can do so much good, th- so many good things, and sorry that you might not be here to like see it through because Make you know life. Most proud. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. That's what I always say. Like, I'm like, wouldn't it be fun if like the people? I tell us the board here, but it's gonna be fun. And like, don't you hope in six years when all of us are different and there's a whole new group of people in this room that they thank us for doing what for we did yeah. and we got to this point. Like I always like tell myself that I'm like, that will feel so nice, even though I'm never going to know what happens. Mm-hmm. But like, just like, just hope that the, these people go, oh, that was really good that they did that. I'm like, that's all you need to think about. And like, and, but it's a hard mentality to mm-hmm. get people. And that's why the long term thing is scary to most people. It's just because you don't know where you are. And that's why it's like, okay, so what you can do it. And then if you get a new job and move away, well, at least you did it for four years and, now you know the next person will hopefully stand in and right. do the keep doing it. But yeah, it's a tough. It's That's a tough. That's the sell. difference between doing something for the recognition and doing something because you care about it. Because you care about it, right? Like the people the who th- are do who are the doers and who are making the changes are the least likely to be like, I'm the one that did that. Yeah. they're the ones that are just quietly. And that new the lake scenes. improvement district, just for the little bit I know, seems like the people at this moment truly are trying to care because this mm-hmm. is all. That's a lot of work to even get where they're going. I mean, in a way. So we'll see how it goes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. Silence. Plead the fifth on that, Amber. Um, cool. But, but for your uh, for your main job, though, you've been farmer to farmer for the last couple of years. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's... D- d- you guys, you know farmer to farmer a little bit, I know. I am very familiar. Um, she but knows a lot more than I would. That's because I came from the co-op, so I'm, yeah. you know, so, in so deeper than most. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's, what kind of coffee are you drinking? <laughs> Don't look at it. <laughs> I know. No, I'm what are you talking about? We, we just need to duct tape it like they do on Real World. Then you don't have to right. blur it out. You just put the duct tape across part of the logo. And I can probably guarantee here. this is not a fair trade coffee, which <laughs> don't remind me. So Farmer to Farmer is a nonprofit that's based out of Glenwood City. It's been going since um, 1989. Mm-hmm. And it was really a solidarity-based project. Um, that's how it started and how it's continuing. And it's it's interesting because, well, I'll get into that in a second. There's, there's so much <laughs> there's that's There's so much, yeah. Um, it's such a cool but, organization. But the idea is that there were these farmers in other places with very similar struggles to the farmers around here. And so rural people with agricultural-based lifestyles who are coming together to learn from each other and share resources and figure out how we can do this better and not just follow all of the rules of capitalism and commodity mm-hmm. chains and 
blibbidi-blibbidi-yuck. Um, that, that there's, you know, there's better ways to, to do that. And the more you can keep, um, keep it small and keep it under your control, the better choices you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, so farmer to farmer has, there's kind of, there's, there's flow charts. Um, <laughs> I, I do an interpretive dance for yeah. how farmer to farmer You said flow chart, but I imagined a red string chart for some reason. <laughs> like a big bulletin board that's no, connecting no, it all. No murders. <laughs> um, but we... We do educational scholarships, and right now um, there's there's some work projects and things, but one of the main things that we do and that I am focused on is buying green, tra- green coffee from small farmers um, and then trading it directly. So it's not going through 37 middlemen, mm-hmm. and the money is actually going to the farmers, and we run as lean as we can. Um, there are two two and a half employees right now. Wow. I didn't um, realize it was that small. Yeah. The board's all volunteer. Oh my gosh. And so, you know, we have an accountant and we have a um, me. Nice. <laughs> accountant in everything but accounting, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so the idea is we're buying this green coffee from farmers who we know. And Andy, who's on our board, has known them for 30 years he did work in the Peace Corps with them so they're actual friends not just like let's put your picture up on a label friends Um, and we buy that coffee pay for it a big chunk over 60% usually sometimes more fluctuates a little bit but we pay for it ahead of time so kind of the same as a CSA model where Mm -hmm. farmers don't need money at one time of the year right when the harvest is coming in that's not necessarily the moment that they need to be buying fertilizer Mm -hmm. and feeding families and Mm -hmm. doing all of the things that we all need to do um so we pay for it in advance and we pay a way higher price than even the fair trade price Mm -hmm. um and we're able to do that because again it's not going to brokers here and people here and it's the cost of the coffee is you know we pay for the bags and the labels and the roasting and the warehouse storage and the import costs and the meat costs Mm -hmm. but then everything else is going to the the farmer interesting Mm -hmm. So, so then it's your job, then it's like kind of your job to get it sold elsewhere? Is that yep. the shtick? Okay, yeah. got it. So we sell it either, you know, it comes in in these 150-pound big burlap bags, and I very gracefully haul them around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but either independent local roasters can buy the green coffee, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch around here who do. Which yeah, is for sure. So fantastic. That is one thing mm-hmm. this, the Chippewa Valley has, is yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is a very true really thing. Good. Yeah. Raw deal. Right, is one yep. of them. What Radio, are the other ones? Is there, is there uh, anywhere else? Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain. Oh, they cool. buy some. Uh, Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this great place out in Star Prairie called Jeweltown oh. Roastery. Okay. Cool. There, it's in a historic building, and there's also really great hiking trails near there. Mm, we have to go on a, a little trip. road trip. Yeah. Huh. Um, but they do, and um, there's a there's a couple other places um, in the cities. Cool. There's some. Yeah, but but right around here, there's a few options yeah. too. So, yeah. or we roast some and then sell it either mm-hmm. at at local retailers or online. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I would have never known. Yeah, I guess that's not a thing that people think about. Like I, as a again, as a complete ignorant on any of these things, I've only mm-hmm. learned. And to be also a Becca. not a coffee drinker. And also not a coffee drinker, right? So I don't have any real affinity to it. But uh, that there's local people that do coffee like i guess that's not a farming technique that i assume that people do around here no and it's not something that you like why would you like you think 
like if you're just a normal person, you think dairy or, you know, whatever you grow, corn and all the stuff, like coffee would not be a thing that I think is like mm-hmm. a, a, any type of farming that you can find locally. Mm-hmm. Like even if I saw a local, like I, I do now because I know Becca and I get it. But like even if like I went to the farmer's Sucked market, the yeah, even if like it was like a farmer's market and I'd see coffee there, I in my head it would not occur to me that this could be made. Any part of it within local, like yeah. 15 well, I mean, miles. It it's not going to grow. Well, I, right, well. but like right, but like the concept of it but just yeah. wouldn't wouldn't even cross my brain that this is like oh this is like somehow made in some way around here like that would not cross mm-hmm. my mind. It's finished here, basically. Finished here, right? Um, yeah, the farming world is fascinating. And I like forget how much I know. Even I worked. I mean, I worked at the co-op for nine years, so it's like I I have learned so much that I almost forgot. I forget what I that I know so much more than the average person now yeah. too. So it's in, always interesting hearing that perspective. So like, oh yeah, it's not just common knowledge that the coffee industry is crazy. Like the regu- like conventional coffee industry is wild. Right. And yeah. well, all farmers are not treated well and not paid well right. if, if they're paid at all. And well, that's the stuff that, like, I mean, we was just like when we had Sarah Freeman on a couple months ago. She talked about her flowers. I would mm-hmm. ne- That's another thing. It's like, well, I would never yeah. think of the flower market being so weird and how, like, doing local is, is like, so much better. Yeah. Coffee would be fall right There's into that. just that dark side of large-scale sure. agriculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. They'll, they purposely don't talk about it or advertise it. Well, of course it. not. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah there's a lot. That would make terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. Imagine, <laughs> yeah. Imagine a cup. Like, that's the label you read on the back. Is like, Contains slave murder. labor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's red lines. That's yes. where the red lines all come in. Right. Coffee was produced with <laughs> slavery. The whole bag is just uh, blacked out like an FBI thing. <laughs> redacted. So redacted yeah. the yeah. whole time. It's like, here's our real thing. It's just redacted. <laughs> Well, the other side of it is all of the things that that are like yeehaw in marketing land to make it seem better, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much greenwashing. You're like, yeah, we are shade grown, except sometimes people don't mention the fact that they, they'll just clear cut a whole area and then replant it. And that right. still counts as shade grown. Yeah. There's a lot of these these things that are great in theory, but if it's only being used as a marketing tool, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what they're like. You'll hear right. relationship coffee a lot, and that's kind of the the new thing where it's very human to human and mm-hmm. knowing knowing your people. Right. Um, except if you're just taking somebody's picture and slapping it on yeah. the bag, and yeah. you're still controlling the narrative, and yeah. you still get to be the hero. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had the Blazers yeah. on too, and they were saying that exact concept yeah. of like meat and stuff. So like people just do this, and it says this, but. Mm-hmm. it doesn't actually yeah. mean what it's telling you because they know what the buzzwords are yeah. and why. Sure, it's probably better than what you would buy at Walmart, but it's not yeah. as good as it's saying it is. Like, it, is that I, weird yeah. middle ground? I spent so much of my career at the co-op just telling people that the word natural doesn't mean anything. Like, you, people are shocked to learn that natural has no, there's no guidelines or requirements to use that. Like, you right. can buy the grossest thing you can think of like the worst quality meat and they can put the word natural on it it's just yeah. a marketing ploy interesting mm, and working bologna. in yeah exactly literally. <laughs> natural natural mm. oscar meyer oscar hot, dogs. hot dogs exactly yeah working in the food like in the natural food world in marketing specifically was very eye-opening and because of all of that it's like oh you really have to like especially at that level you you have to do more research in order to even figure out if what they're saying is true versus what is actually happening and 
yeah, greenwashing is real. Interesting. It happens on every and oh, every level of sense. the food system. And yeah. as a consumer, then how do you know, right? Because even right. if you think you're doing your due diligence and you're you're reading that label, mm-hmm. it it's exhausting. That's you, why yeah. it's tough for people to do it. Like, and I'm like one of them in between people that was definitely eating healthier and trying to, but even sometimes I'm like looking at that stuff. I'm like, this is exhausting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if this is really good or not. Sure, the co- that's the reason why the co-op has that trust factor, right? Like, people trust the co-op that you're gonna get this whatever mental thing of like oh if you go to the Menominee Market Food Co-op this these brands are x y and z but even still even we, still like though small business there's only so much vetting that right the buyers have time to do also there's exactly. a lot of there's a lot more to it than you'd ever think right so for farmer to farmer is that like your main that's the main thing is the coffee or is there other things that fall that's, into the that's sort of the main thing okay. and the thing that um People get kind of confused sometimes because they'll think like, okay, I'm going to buy this coffee and the money from this coffee is going to go to fund scholarships and that'll be super beautiful and my morning cup will send children to school and mm-hmm. and that's not really how it works. Right. The coffee business, <laughs> the, cof- the point of the coffee business is paying more to farmers who are working hard, who know their crop, who are doing, you know, making best choices mm-hmm. on their land because they're the experts and they know what they're doing. If we pay them a fair price, they can make great choices for their families mm-hmm. and then bypass that whole thing where we get stuff for as cheap as possible and then look to give handouts. Right. That's sure. that's sort of a, a messed up thing mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of the countries that do the consuming. Yep. Um, and so if we can kind of subvert that, I think that is a really beautiful step. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So um, other thing I'll bring up... Um, you're on the Menominee School Board now for the... I am. That's fun. Just because that's interesting. I think you're the only first person we've had on that's been on the school board. We've oh, had other yeah. random folks on throughout the city that like to do things. We just <laughs> had Rylan Erdman on not long ago. Well, that's what that's the thing we like. I like about this is like everybody's always wearing too many hats, always. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just got elected on, correct? Yep. Yeah, this spring. How has that experience been so far? Oh, campaigning is wild. Yeah, how's that? <laughs> Well, Especially for the school board here, that is a very intense thing in this town. Yeah. That's why I love that. I had the, no clue. It's insane. Like, like, like city yeah. council, who cares? County board, who cares? Like, sheriff, okay. That's okay. School board, you are in the thick of it at this school board I thing. feel like people are mean. Like, people are bullies to the people who are running Oh, my God. I, 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 I don't know if that's the reality I remember when I saw. I remember when I saw that you threw out – I think I texted you. I was like, thank you for running because – and I just, like, was like, good luck. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I do appreciate anybody who runs for local anything like that. Because, yeah. like, not a, I, I, I have a, a respect for anybody who does, like, nonprofit boards. But, like, the extra level of respect I have for, like, councilmen county board members and like school board that you would do this in a smaller town oh it's great and rewarding in many ways but it's difficult in other ways so yeah so sorry to take that over but like well what was it like campaigning because i know the campaign for school board here is a it's not just you throw signs up you have to do stuff yeah and 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 it is i think it's cool to have a lot of people who are running yes Mm -hmm. right like it is. So they are sought who, after positions and community members, like people who care about this. Like, who competes really fiercely to get into a room to read a lot of documents? Right. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> um, so I I think it's great that mm-hmm. that is there, and that was 
the excitement of of that piece was there, but it is also very. There's a lot going on in schools these days, mm-hmm. and um, I think the more you know, there's. I don't know if you guys got the the survey about the mm-hmm. referendum. Oh, yep. Potential referendum. Um, there are a lot of struggles that schools are facing, particularly with budget things at mm-hmm. the state level. Um, and so the more we can come together as a community and right. not sort ourselves into those boxes of who voted for who and who ran for who at which mm-hmm. point, like the idea is that we're all here for the kids mm-hmm. and to make sure that they get the best education they can and make sure that teachers are feeling fulfilled and getting what they need to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to be with a group that is really kind of setting aside any personal differences. Yeah, it feels better this, since the last uh, this year election cycle. Like, it feels like that whole, like, very political, uh, weird thing our school board seemed to be going through has slowly started to kind of dissipate. Like, I don't feel that anymore. Obviously, it might change in the next year. But as of now, I don't feel that like I did, you know, the last six probably years, maybe eight years, where it just feels like everything's so political driven instead of, like, we care about the kids. It's We care about our political agenda, which is weird for a school board in a way. Imagine it's easy to forget that part of it when you're in the thick of it too right it's but it feels good now it feels like a bunch of like i've met a lot of folks and everybody seems very good at what they do and want to care just focus on the work like (laughs) there's a lot to do yeah Mm -hmm. what so this is the question we asked ryland when he was on um like what's your like you've been on what six months now ish Mm -hmm. what's the misconception people probably have of like what school board members do if you can say it, I know you're newer, but like what people think you do versus actually what is, is, is the normal. I think people think we spend a lot of time like making executive decisions about the very dramatic stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of things nationwide that are, you know, book bans, all of these things. And and I think people think that that's what we're really hammering out in a room. And a lot of it is much smaller stuff, really in-depth healthcare plans for faculty and staff. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the the drama really gets a lot of <laughs> gets the a lot of the headlines. Yeah, well, that's why I wanted to ask that question because I mean, again, we had this just not to keep bringing. Everybody should listen to the Ryland episode because he talks about it with City Council, uh, um, of like of that concept of what just what you're seeing on whatever news channel you watch nationwide. It's most likely very very minimal, if any, of whatever Menominee, Wisconsin, is actually doing at their school board meetings. So when so just remember that. Amber's <laughs> dealing with teachers' health care budgets. Yeah. Just that's a that's a different thing. Much different. I think, and too, I think they are such important. It's so easy to get wrapped up in, like, the national, the national headlines and all of that kind of stuff. But arguably, the local elections and the local school board, and especially in a small community, those are far more important to our day-to-day lives like those are the people who are making changes that we are seeing happen much quicker and in our communities and affecting us directly that i think taking the time to learn about what all of those people are doing is really important and helping where you can rather than just spewing whatever the latest headline is back at people yeah who are just trying to help (laughs) just trying to help just just getting in there and not (laughs) not letting Opinions ride roughshod over right. the rest. Yeah. Yeah. You're just trying to be a nice People person. People just do the work. Mm-hmm. What what led you to want to run for that? Like, because again, you know that it's a difficult. Oh, thing. it's mostly just that I have a lot of opinions, and I <laughs> don't. You do have a lot of it. That's true. I don't true. feel like uh, like right. I don't. I want to feel like I um, 
like I'm not just sitting back and having opinions on the side. Yep. I get in there and do the research mm-hmm. and then the work. Yes. So that's how I ended up in my new job. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. But uh, yeah, it was the same I thing. I was here like with two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the same thing. It was like, well, I could just continue to talk about all these things that I wish would change, or I or could do just it. put my money where my mouth is and yeah. actually try to make some of the changes myself. And yeah, exactly. That's why people should do these things mm-hmm. if you That's actually cool. actually care. Um, well, before we wrap up here. Uh, anything else that you do in your fun time in life that you have outside of your multiple children, which is why you're on the skill board because you do have a vested interest. I do. <laughs> anything yeah, else I do? Um, I have I a mean, new treehouse. You've seen my treehouse. Yeah, house. I have. I, Amber and I live very oh close gosh. to each other. Yes, <laughs> we're only cool. a handful of houses away from each other. Yeah, so yeah, okay. I did drive past it not too long ago. So yeah, that's oh pretty gosh. sweet. Cool. Amber's house in the yard is is one of my son's favorite things because there's animals out there and there's always toys and there's a trampoline. <laughs> so That's true. when nice. he drives, when he right. goes by, he sometimes is hoping that they're outside. That's what he's banking on. <laughs> <laughs> he has done that. He's played in their yard a few you times without them outside. Stop and knock, and I'll send some. Oh, there's been times. There's yeah. been times where he's been in your yard. And I know you're not home. And I'm like, hey, Amber, don't care. No, nope. she does not care that you're on her trampoline right now for I five do minutes. I not care. <laughs> Be on my trampoline. It's <laughs> open invitation <laughs> to my trampoline. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So cool. well, great. Well, thank you for being on, Amber. Thank so, you for having me. As we quick, I feel like oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, what do you No, we do? have to be done. We have to wrap up. But I done. just mean, like, I have, like, 25 more questions. I know. As this usual. Is how, like, this is how it goes. <laughs> we can hang out later. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, I have more. <laughs> <laughs> so we end the podcast with the same two questions to every single guest. So my question is, what's a movie that makes you have some sort of emotional reaction to it? Whether it's sad, mad, happy, all the, the fox things. and the hound. Oh, oh, I know. Because it's the worst movie it's yes. so ever. Sad. Oh my god! That uh, movie made me cry as a Did kid. Did everybody say that answer? No, nobody. No, said that. that's a great one. Oh my Horrified, so animated, sad. emotional trauma. I know, yeah. and it's continuous. Yeah, it's not it like like happening. most Disney movies have the one right. There's that one. There's the one. Part. There's the one yeah. part. You know, like no, this is like the this, Disney like, version of the English like, patient. Like uh, terrible at the beginning. Terrible the whole way through. Oh, and just so still terrible. I know. At the end, they're gonna end up together. Oh no, they're not. Yeah. They're going to oh. be soulmate best friends, but apart. It's oh. A, oh, that's sad. That's 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 fun. Thanks for ending us on the high note after oh, you almost killed him in a waterfall. I do not even let my children say the phrase, the fox and the hound. Oh, my God. It's me. so true. What a great answer. I love that we all I have a never, collective trauma I would have never movie. thought of that answer, but, I mean, literally, they almost kill, they almost kill him in the waterfall. Yeah. Plus, they almost kill him with the dog. Plus, they're separated like in the beginning. It's like, what are we doing here? No, Where's the fun? It could have been so cute. It, they had a chance. I know, and it's sad the whole time. Like, what are we doing? Was that yeah. ba- was that movie no. based on anything, or is oh, it just a book like that's way worse? Oh, oh yeah, I've heard. <laughs> is it really? Do not read the book. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> like, please don't. Okay. Anybody, anybody listening, please I, don't do, read that or, book. At least the animals at the end of this fox and <laughs> both are alive, which I have a feeling in the book they might not be. Oh, no, they're not. <laughs> that's how they made it. <laughs> at kid least friendly. they are alive in them. In yeah, the spoiler, the hunter kills the dog because he has to go to a nursing home where they don't allow dogs. Shut no up. No way. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had ended I that? Know. Like, oh, just so you know, the fox is back in the woods, but guess well, what? See, that's what the Fox and the Hound 2 should have been. Just more terrible, terrible <laughs> stories. <laughs> more trauma. Piled on top. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> that's a really good Great one. Great answer. Yeah. Also, I feel like this you're the first person who immediately like yeah. was like, I know my I answer know immediately. <laughs> like, so this movie true. has ruined me. <laughs> It's a true. It's so true. Uh, my question is much more lighthearted, and I feel like you're a food person too, so um, you might 
have a good answer, but mm-hmm. what kind of good food have you eaten lately? Oh. <laughs> 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 all all, all of the it? good food. This is the best time for eating. It is. Oh my God. <laughs> the season. Eating of season. Yeah. Yes. In the grocery now. world, we call this basically from now until the end of the season, end of the year just eating season because yeah, that's no, when I everybody's save my maternity just... pants for this time of the year and I just wear them again. <laughs> that's so everything. smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got some really good cheddar and some mission figs. And mm. so I have been nibbling those Yum. together when I'm by myself and it's a snack I don't share, smart. which also makes, makes for like a special moment. Yeah. So that's my, mm. that's my pick today. Fig that's a good season. choice. That's a good Yum. choice. Oh dang. That is a good one. Wow. <laughs> just daydreaming about yeah, that. <laughs> like, mm. I know you can't daydream. You're the one that has to end this. You're right. Well, um, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks for letting me come. Of course, we'll have to have you back on someday since we have unfinished conversations. I guess I have I have a lot more I want to ask you, but um, uh, how do we end? How do we do this? Where do you oh, find us? <laughs> oh my gosh, my you're like the I social media person. Here. I know. Um, well, thanks for listening to our show. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Manam Pod or visit our website, themanampod.com. Um, we'll see you at Wakanda Wonderland. If it didn't already happen. Oh, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Um, so we'll good. see you there. Come check out the cool trees that we decorate. Um, make sure that you're drinking delicious farmer-to-farmer coffee. You can buy it lots of places. I had to plug that. I'm a coffee drinker. I was like, mm, have to tell everybody about that. Um, the light, they have a really good light roast if you're a caffeine person. Okay. I'll I love the way you're just rambling at the end. <laughs> I, got on a, I got so on fun. a coffee tangent. Um, well, until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>